Don't look back because the market is closed. Good uh, Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Herridge here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. Hope you all had a very good day today. You know, when we start these podcasts, of course, you're listening to uh, the intro music is Boston. Don't look back. That's what you hear. Um, and uh, if you had an opportunity or if you were, uh, excuse me, if you're forced to watch Jay Powell's press conference today, the Fed, uh, after the Fed's uh, uh, FOMC statement, <clears throat> this music we played today should have been Send in the Clowns, maybe Lonesome Loser, uh, all about Jay Powell. That's how bad he is. He's the worst Fed chair from a communications point of view that we've ever had, and there's not a close second. You know, I go way back to Paul Volcker, okay? Paul Volcker, uh, then we had uh, Ben Bernanke, then, of course, Janet Yellen, and now this guy. And Tyler did the work on this, uh, I, I think it was two, three years ago, maybe four now, where, and others now, of course, reporting it, Um when 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 Jay Powell starts speaking, the markets fall ninety percent of the time. Now that's a repeating pattern. Ninety percent of the time, I like repeating patterns. I pay a lot of attention to repeating patterns. It's an important part of technical analysis. Part, part important part of life. You know, frankly, I should get smarter about trading this market around Jay Powell uh, because he starts talking, and shit hits the fan every time. Just about happened again today. You know, we had a huge gain. To, how bad was Jay Powell's presser? I'm going to cover this today. Of course, the markets. I'm going to uh, vent a little bit today because what's happening should not be happening here. And uh, first of all, I don't, I don't accept that any of this is unintentional. That's the most concerning thing for all of our, for all of us, really. But I'm going to cover some important things today um, about this press conference and about this clown, Jay Powell, uh, because this is how bad his press conference was. When, when the, the FOMC statement came out, the markets loved it. We were already up big. We went up bigger. The Dow Jones was up over 500 points. NASDAQ was up 400 points. These are big, big moves, okay? Then Jay Powell started talking, started blubbering. The Dow went from plus 500 to minus 400. This all happened within an hour, okay? From plus 500 to minus 400. The internals this morning, volume for both NYSE and NASDAQ, within the first two hours of trading, volume was almost 90% up volume. Today was a great start to the day. Today is the way the day should have finished. We actually had a pretty good close today. The smart money hour is actually a, a, a strong close, believe it or not. That's how bad Powell was. When he stopped talking, the markets rallied. The internals went from, again, hugely positive to panic selling. Panic selling. We had a trend reading today when Powell's talking, the trend, which is the arms index, it's a it's a calculation of volume uh, to advanced declines. The trend went to a reading of 2.03. What does that mean? Anything at two or better is panic selling. So we went from massively great internals to panic selling within an hour. Th these things don't happen in normal markets. They just don't happen. I, never. They never happened. Volcker, Bernanke, Yellen, but they happen with with regularity, with with uh, the lonesome loser, Jay Powell. It is unreal. I'm getting a. I'm just getting all kind of texts and emails from people. Uh, just uh, they ever seen anything like this? I mean, people that have done this a long time, like me. I've done this 36 years. I've never seen anything like this. But these kind of moves in markets, when, 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 when all the Fed chair is supposed to be doing is talking about what's in the actual statement. 
right? These moves don't happen. They happened today, and they continue to happen with the lonesome loser because the markets don't have any confidence in Jay Powell. And folks, this is the I, I, I just I've never seen this has never happened before. I'm going to tell you next. This is this is if you're looking for some comedy. Here it is. Yeah, this is that lighter moment that we all need to say, okay, so things aren't going to, we're not going to hell in a handbasket in an hour because the lonesome loser's speaking. Folks, they cut his mic. They literally cut his mic. He was, he, he had just finished answering a question and he looked up like he was looking for another question and the, the feed went dead and CNBC, I'm watching CNBC, which I never watch, but I have to watch it because they, they do the best coverage I only watch CBC once a month, and it's when they have this. They have the the Fed meeting uh, because it's live, and they they have some they have some interesting commentary from economists that I do respect. They're on there, and I like to hear their views. Steve Leisman and gang at CBC looked up like, "Why are you why 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 are you coming back to us? Why why are we talking now?" What, he, he the press conference still going on, and they, you can see they were they were completely surprised by the way they just cut his mic. That's how bad. The lonesome loser is the clown, Jay Powell, that they just cut the Fed chair's microphone. The minute they cut his mic and the press conference ended, the market started to rally. I'm going to read you. Uh, uh, this is what Zero Hedge, <laughs> Zero Hedge put this out within. They saw the same thing. Of course, we all did. This is their tweet. Relief rally that Powell finally shut up. And that's exactly what happened. So we go from uh, huge gains to huge losses. And let me tell you what the market did today. We actually finished with gains in NASDAQ. NASDAQ up three points today. Dow Jones down 130. Again, have been down more than 400. Being up 500. SP 500 essentially flat, down six points. So we had big comebacks here. Uh, and the Russ 2000, which was our, actually one of our leaders in the day prior to this, when, when by the time uh, Jay Powell got started talking, uh, Russ 2000 finished, up, finished down. Finished down 1.6%. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, again, uh, let's talk about this, though, because we need to get into some of the specifics about what's going on here, uh, because the FOMC statement was dovish. There's just no other way to interpret it. Uh, obviously, they didn't raise rates. They said we, we may do so in March. That was not unexpected. They didn't even talk about unwinding the balance sheet. They didn't even talk about it. That's dovish, meaning... Uh, when are we going to start selling these, all these bonds we bought, right? And, of course, they said also that the, the QE is actually going to end in March. That's no surprise. Uh, and then they, didn't, they said the unwind, just no, no comment. No comment there on unwinding and selling them. Then they said later, again, this is all hidden because Jay Powell says one thing in one sentence, contradicts himself completely in another sentence. But he did find a way to work in that that's going to be, that's all going to, it's going to roll off. Uh, they're going to let the, the, in other words, they'll let the bonds mature. They won't sell them. Right, they have nine trillion dollars worth of what they call assets now, almost nine trillion. So they're not going to sell them; they're going to let them ex- mature. So that's completely different than 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 what than what Jay Powell initially had said was going to happen. He must have said twenty times, probably more. I don't know. We haven't made that decision. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. We don't know over and over again. So my question is, Jay Powell, if you don't know yet, why are you still talking? Right. Why are you still talking? If it's data dependent, just say that. But don't don't fearmonger, okay? And uh, and, and don't do what you do to the markets. He, he just again, it's uh, the lonesome loser. It's unlike anything I've seen before in my thirty six years. And this is not this is not normal, folks. This is nothing that we're going through is normal. 
And that's my biggest concern here is it's not inten- it's not unintentional. It's intentional. The same thing we've seen with the response to coronavirus, intentional, right? The way they've done these vaccines and not even uh, not even recognizing natural immunity. Uh, you know, it's all intentional. Jay Powell, I'm going to talk about a couple things you said because they're important, I believe. He opened, okay? <clears throat> when he started speaking, these were his opening comments. Opening comments. Powell says, the economy is slowing. The implications for the economy are uncertain. And it's causing great hardships for families. Now, does that sound like a Fed that's about to aggressively hike rates? Those were his first comments. Because then, of course, he started blaming Omicron. Because they always have to find a reason that their policies aren't working. This time it's Omicron. In the past, it's been the weather or it's been, uh, uh, you know, it's been uh, tariffs on China. They always have a reason that what they're doing is not working. It's the same song, different verse. But folks, this economy is slowing. This economy is slowing. He opened the press conference saying that. They always they get the truth in there, but then they, they bury it with the, the propaganda. We are in Obama's third term. That's the reality. That's why this economy is not, is not going to run away hot. And it's also why inflation is going to moderate. That's my view. Been our view for some time. I also say this. If you think, and I'm speaking to anybody out there, but primarily to economists, if you think the Fed is going to hike rates four times this year, and that's what the, the standard economist believes, that's what you know, the, 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 the dot plot or whatever they call this thing, that's the, uh, that's the futures markets are estimating four rate hikes. That's what everybody's saying, all the economists, Goldman Sachs, etc. How do you think they're going to do that when it's a midterm election year? Dems are already set to get demolished. You think they're going to hike rates four times, destroying the economy, destroying the markets, destroying any chance that Democrats have of not being absolutely demolished. If you think that's going to happen, I'm going to tell you something, you're smoking crack. You're smoking something you should not be smoking probably because it's not going to happen. It is not going to happen. The only way that it could is if inflation is so out of control that the Fed feels they have no choice. Um, And I believe that's why they're being so aggressive here. They're trying to talk all of this down, right? They're trying to jawbone everything down to hope that it deals with the problem, you know? And uh, so we'll see on inflation. I, I think it's, again, I think it's going to moderate. I see almost 0% chance that the Fed's going to hike rates more than twice. I really believe it'll be once. I think it'll be March, and I think that'll be it because th- the economy is clearly slowing. Uh, and uh, why would you hike rates in a slowing economy? Again, if it's intentional, that's another con- That's a scary conversation. That means they're doing it on purpose, and then we're, then we're, we are in serious trouble. And it's, it's, it's something that we're, we're having to consider here because, folks, we are below the 200-day moving averages on every major index now. That is, in our VRA investing system, that is a sell signal. But we're not – we also have a policy of, okay, they can spike below the 200-day as long as they don't stay below the 200-day. And they've just recently gone below on uh, SP500, Dow Jones, and NASDAQ. Now, today, when the market was up big – the S&P 500 actually got back above its 200-day fairly comfortably, right? And I think it – where did it close? No, it closed just below, but not by much. The Dow Jones uh, got to a point where it was only below the 200-day by about 100 points. And so it, you know, it's, it's only you – know, we're not talking about major moves here that need to happen, but it is a concern of ours. Uh, but the economy is slowing, and uh, 
this was a dovish FOMC statement. I'm telling you, it was a dovish FOMC statement, meaning that it wasn't hawkish. Uh, they're not, they weren't implying at all that there were going to be four rate hikes to me from what I heard today in the statement itself. And then here comes, again, here comes Powell talking again. Uh, the market's bottom line have no confidence in Jay Powell. They probably shouldn't. Uh, this was a, a disastrous press conference. This is the worst press conference that I've ever seen uh, and, uh, for, from, a, from a Fed chair. Uh, absolutely the worst ever. He really should be forced to go back and watch this. He stuttered. He stammered. He was nervous. Jay Powell was nervous today. And, um, you know, he always seems a little unsure of himself. Today was really unsure of himself. Uh, by far the worst presser I've seen. Disastrous Fed chair. Wish you watched you on everything. And uh, by the way, in case you're wondering where this comes from, what I'm saying, they've already made four major policy mistakes since he's been Fed chair. So they've been wrong, 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 wrong. Remember transitory inflation? What happened to that? Right? That was their big deal. That was wrong. So you really could say five policy errors since he's been Fed chair. And tightening rates here into a slowing economy will be another Fed policy mistake. Another thing that Powell said, and I, I won't belabor this too much, but this is an important point. Because he kept saying this over and over again. With He said it with emphasis. The labor market is very, very tight. Like you could say, he, he like with staccato, you know, staccato. It's very, very tight and uh, purposeful. I just wished I could have asked one of the questions today. Because my question to Powell would have been, do you think it's possible? Do you think it's possible that the labor market is tight, very, very tight? Because companies are firing hundreds of thousands of workers or they're quitting because they won't bend the knee for whatever is in these shots. You think it's possible that the labor market is tight because of these stupid vaccine policies, these mandates. And because as Tyler said before our podcast, people aren't just quitting their job to stay home. They, people want to make money. And if they were going to another job, right, that would be reflected. It would be a, it'd be a wash. No, they're not going to other jobs. A lot of people are just leaving the workforce. That's the labor force participation rate, which you talked about again today, being very weak. Well, why is that? He seems confused. He shouldn't be confused. It's his vaccine policy. So many companies, and I know we can say, well, Kip, wait a minute. The Supreme Court ruled, right? OSHA policies aren't in effect. Tell that to all the companies here in Texas, by the way, in my home state, that are firing people because they won't bend the knee and get vaccinated. And not just healthcare companies, okay? It's happening everywhere. In huge numbers, and I would think it's probably, I would say it's probably in the millions, or in millions so range. It's definitely hundreds of thousands of people, right? I'm sure a lot of you work at a place where if you don't bend the knee, you know, you've got to find a way to get out of it, right? You've got to get a fake a vaccine a, a, a card, which a lot of people are doing, right, that just don't want to inject the shit. Or you're, you're getting a religious exemption or a medical exemption. These are all very valid. They've always been valid, Right? And these, there are ways to do this, but again, it takes work. Most people just say, you know, to hell with it, man. It's just too much work. I don't want to. I, I don't want to have a bad image with my employer. I want to be a team player. I'll just. Everybody else is doing it. I'll just do it. Okay. Uh, but but you have a lot of people that that aren't doing that, and that's why the labor force is so tight. And Jay Powell knows this. Again, that's why we know it's not unintentional. This is all intentional. That's the scariest thing for me as I watch this press conference today. 
the realization uh, that we've known for some time that this is intentional. And where do they intend to go with this? That should be all of our biggest concern is what happened. Are they going to keep doing this? Um, I wish I had that answer. You know, I'll tell you that we are essentially fully invested here. We've taken advantage of this pullback to extreme oversold levels on technicals and our technicals of your investment system to, to aggressively add positions over the last you know, week, uh, week and a half. And uh, some, some just this week. And I hope that's not a mistake. You know, I got to tell you, though, it, was, uh, it, it, it leaves a bad feeling in your stomach. And I'm just being honest with you here. When you realize that this guy, he's not in over his head. He's doing things he probably doesn't want to have to do. Uh, but he, this was a bad press conference. It, it was really, his nervousness struck me as, uh, as it stood out. Um, and I don't, I don't even want to think about where that leads because that means bear market, which a lot of people are saying, folks. A lot of people are saying, you know, uh, our, our top, uh, top mar- one of the top market watchers that we, that we follow here is Rich Ross at Evercore. We've talked about him in this podcast many times. And Rich Ross is saying that we are likely in a bear market. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that things have to be disastrous from there. Look, the NASDAQ already has fallen 19%. A bear market is 20. We're essentially there, right? NAS, uh, Russ 2000 is already down 21, 22% bear market. Uh, you know, the average uh, uh, decline in a midterm year is 17% for the bond markets. What are we down? 12, 13% already for Dow Jones? And SP 500, so we're we're essentially where we kind of would be anyway, if things get worse. But you just don't know, you know, where where does that pain, where does that end? And that's that's always the unknown, which is why we watch the internals and market leaders. And I'll tell you, again, today in the internals. And by the way, the semis today, uh, Intel just reported earnings to the close, and Intel is down right now. Well, it's flat. It's it's just it's it's down about a half percent. Uh, but the semiconductors today. We're up, uh, even with this disastrous uh, market today, again, we finished positive for NASDAQ and NASDAQ 100, uh, had a big comeback. But uh, semis today still finished up uh, better than 1%, right? Uh, SMH up 1% uh, on the day. Again, that's your leader. That's what you look for. The internals today, uh, again, were so, so incredibly positive. And then again, here comes Jay Powell, the lonesome loser. And we have two to one negatives. At the end of, I mean, just what a, what a swing! What a, what a swing! Get from hugely positive internals to panic selling in the arms index to Nasdaq finishing with two to one negatives. That's not awful. That's about what you'd expect. Although you know, again, with Jay Powell, there's no confidence in this guy. Uh, volume was hugely positive, almost almost down. Not not quite two to one, uh, but close enough, I guess. Uh, NYSE was better. Uh, NYC was just a little bit better, but still uh, 52 highs of lows. We had over 500, uh, 500 stocks hitting new 52 week lows to just about 80 hitting new 52 week highs. Again, huge swing, huge swing, but in the, in the, just in the single hour that Jay Powell was speaking. Um, uh, in our uh, sector watch today, uh, let's take a look here. Quick refresh. Yeah, not good. Nine of 11 sectors finished lower. Led to the downside by real estate, which really got hit again because Powell kept saying it's very, very tight labor force or work, uh, you know, labor conditions. Uh, that hit that hit the, uh, the ten year jump to one point eight four percent, which again is still almost nothing. Let's be honest about it. You have to look at a microscope to see that the ten years up at all this year. Uh, but people are very focused on it, 
And it's a rate of change, of course, with velocity of that move that people think about. But here in real estate today, sector down 1.6%. Uh, and uh, from there, uh, materials down 1%. Not, not a whole lot. To the upside, technology, again, tech was up today. Uh, that's what you want to see, by the way. Uh, up 7 tenths to 1%. Financials, again, on backs of higher rates, up 3 tenths to 1%. Um, in our uh, commodity watch today, also, by the way, Tesla uh, reported earnings. And uh, that stock is kind of hard to believe this. It's flat. Uh, you, don't, you don't really see Tesla flat. After earnings, but that is where it is right now. It's actually down a dollar a share, uh, which is essentially flat. It's one point one five percent for Tesla. Haven't had a chance to get to the numbers yet, but uh, you know that's a, that's a, of course a, a big thing that everybody's watching as far as momentum stocks go. Um, in our metals uh, today, commodity watch uh, gold today got hit down thirty four dollars now to get higher rates. Uh, still above eighteen hundred dollars, essentially two hundred day moving average eighteen eighteen an ounce. Uh, silver today down 33 cents an ounce at 23.56. Copper today down uh, what is that? Seven cents a pound at 4.42 a pound. Oil today uh, big move higher today. In oil up a dollar 44 a barrel at 87.03. And Bitcoin pretty much flat, just uh, just above 37,000 on the day right now. We'll call it up 200 dollars uh, per Bitcoin. All right, folks. Um, you know I, I I gotta tell you the truth. I'm kind of proud of myself here. I thought I was gonna really lose it today. On this press conference because it was just it, it's not necessary you know it's just not necessary they, they, they don't need to have these they, there's no reason for this jay powell is the worst number one and number two put out the statement like you used to do just put out the statement if you want to have a, a quarterly press conference fine but every month no one needs this you know let people live their lives let the markets go on as they're gonna do this volatility helps no one whatsoever and by the way I think the markets are going uh, are gonna, to are gonna look, look at this tonight and go, wait a minute. The statement's what matters. Jay Powell's blubbering really doesn't matter, right? And the statement was dovish. The statement was dovish. So I think the markets rally from here. That was the, the, the way we traded it today. Uh, we held our positions uh, both in stocks and options. And uh, it's unfortunate. We had really, really, really good gains this morning. And, you know, I just think that this market's so, so oversold that we're set up for a big counter move move uh, in the other direction. And that uh, I think there'll be some short covering, you know, because so many people have gotten so bearish so quick. And I re just remind you, uh, uh, Brian Dietrich put this out. Phenomenal. We'll close on this one. Brian Dietrich put out a, uh, some really good. He does great analytics for LPL. Uh, and he put out a piece yesterday. That said, um, we just had one of the fastest uh, corrections in history. It's like one of the fastest 10. And so you go back, it means a correction is minus 10% or more. And this one happened in within, what, two weeks? 10 days, I think. And um, when that happens, he looked out six months later. And six months later, the markets were higher 100% of the time with an average gain of 15%. Uh, so... You know, again, I, I, uh, I, as much as I am uh, leery of our communists in D.C. and this uh, really anti-American president that we have right now, uh, that was just installed to be a rigged election, a thousand percent certain of that. Uh, the, uh, the, the pandemic that is Rona, uh, I still think there are things to be positive about. Uh, I, I see a, a country that is being red-pilled. I see a planet being red-pilled. I think that's a very good thing long term. 
you know, we're on to these fools. Even the people that have been sleepwalking through this have had a wake up like, wait a minute, none of this makes sense. They've lied. They're wrong about everything. Is that, how, is that possible? How can you be wrong about everything unless it's intentional? And then we have the midterms coming up. And again, unless they find a way to rig it, this should be, you know, with every passing day, again, it should be a demolishment for, for the left. And that's where I come back to the Fed. The Fed cannot hike rates into a slowing economy, crashing the economy and the markets, and expect to do anything but get utterly destroyed in the midterms. They're not going to hike rates four times. They're just not going to do it. They're not going to do it. I'll give them one. I'll give them one rate hike, and even that's a mistake, folks. Even that's a mistake. That's our view. Uh, we want to see a rally. We want to get back above these 200 days. Got to get housing back in gear. Housing got smashed today because, again, Jay Powell uh, and, and transports get going again. Uh, but uh, from everything we know and see, the economy continues to be very strong. Earnings have been fantastic. Micros- fantastic in the big scheme of things. Microsoft's numbers were fantastic, okay? They're a little bit lighter than you would have believed because, again, the economy is slowing. It just is. Doesn't mean we got to go into recession but if they hike rates more than once, folks, we will be in recession in this country very, very soon. Before the midterms, we'll be in a recession if they hike rates more than once. All right, folks, always appreciate you listening. Keep your feedback coming, and uh, we, uh, we'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.